My name is Adeline Warren and you're listening to Girl Talk. I like to say that I'm the big sister of the internet. You can watch me fuck up all you want, but hey, maybe we can learn something from it. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, ah, welcome to my Paris apartment. My Paris bedroom. Do you like it? I don't know if you're on video, but we have like the neon signs. I literally just put this neon sign up. It says the world is yours. And today I thought that we could just talk about I don't know, just like moving because moving is such a stressful thing. I've only moved a couple times in my life. I feel like I've moved, I feel like an average amount that a 25 year old has moved. You know, if you go to like, your, you live at your parents' house and then you go to college and then maybe you get your first apartment and then maybe you move out of your city that you grew up in. I don't know, but I've moved like a good handful of times and every time that I've moved, it's always been so fucking stressful i have like mental breakdown after mental breakdown i don't know what it is i think it's it's not only like uh like you know knowing where all of your shit is and like possibly losing all of your shit but i also think that it's a very emotional thing because i feel like i'm the type of person that gets very emotionally attached to things and on top of being emotionally attached to things i get very emotionally attached to places and my you know old bedroom or the bedroom that I grew up in or you know Blue's favorite you know (laughs) her favorite um dog park or Blue's favorite a place to go I don't know like I feel like I just create a routine like my favorite Pilates place my favorite coffee spot my favorite this my favorite that that I just get so comfortable and it's almost like being so comfortable to the point that I just feel very stagnant and I just feel like I'm just very comfortable I don't need to make new friends because I already have friends and I don't need to leave the apartment because I already have my routine and I always do the same thing every day and as much as I love having a routine and having a routine is so healthy and I love it but I just I don't know I did like a whole podcast episode of the reasons why I felt like I needed to leave LA and just to sum it up I feel like the reasons were um, I just felt very stagnant and I felt I don't I didn't necessarily feel like I was my best self in LA um, but I kind of ended the podcast being like well you know I don't I didn't I don't feel like I'm my best self in LA with that. I'm not going to close the chapter forever because I do have my best friends there. I have Andre there. I have, you know, Sierra there, Tila there, I have Paige there, like all of my best friends. I'm sorry if I'm missing anyone. Sorry. I love you. 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 <laughs> but I don't know. I think I just felt very stagnant. And I think that my friends could also agree with me on that because they saw me and they saw how unhappy I was and they saw, um, even just like going to events and like being in the whole LA scene and, um, you know, seeing people and I don't know. I just felt like it was instead of the city inspiring me, it was draining me. And I feel like people can relate to that because it's a thing. Like even if it's not like a a city maybe maybe it's like a community or like you know the place that you grew up with and you feel like you know I'm growing so much and I'm learning so much and I'm trying to level up and I just feel like the people that I surround myself with not saying that my friends are bad or anything but I'm like 
The people that I surround myself with, they're not leveling up the way that I am and they're not leveling up the way that I want to. And they're almost like judging me for wanting to be this version of me and being like, oh, like, look at you. You're so bougie now. Or look at you. You're so fancy now. Look at you. You're you got a job promotion. Oh, look at you. Like, you know what I mean? It's almost like a little bit of like weird jealousy. And I feel like people can definitely relate to this when it comes to small towns and hometowns and feeling like you don't really belong anymore. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. I don't know. Um, but super long intro <laughs> about why I decided to move out. But moving uh, to a different place and a different apartment is stressful enough, let alone moving to a different country. Moving to a different country, I didn't even know what the fuck I was getting myself into. I think it was just like, oh, you know, it'd be fun, like moving to Paris because I think I was just in like, at the beginning of the year, I felt so down about myself and I was just like, man, like I just feel so stagnant. Like I'm thinking of video ideas and it's like all the same shit. And I'm thinking of like things that I want to do every day and it's all the same shit. And I just feel like I'm living the same day over and over and over again. I don't know. I, th- I feel like I'm just the type of person that is like constantly wanting to learn and do new experiences and become the best version of myself because I feel like I can lose myself in, I don't know. I feel like I I definitely lost myself in LA 
wanting to have a stylist and wanting to go on red carpets and wanting to be cool because all of the cool people would go on red carpets and I really wanted to fit in and I would spend all this money to look really cool and like the thing that I basically learned is you can't buy friends like you can't spend the money on a stylist to look cool and go on a red carpets and like buy your friends it's like people will either like you for you or they just won't and i think that it took a long time for me to accept that because i was like you know we're we're all in the same industry like we're all going to be friends it's going to be so much fun and then we just weren't and i think i really took it to heart because i feel like i i don't know i feel like i pride myself in being a very loyal friend and I think that I don't know sometimes things just don't work out and I I definitely think I did take it very personally um but I think it was January when I was planning do you remember I did my vision board video and I was planning what I wanted to do for this year and I was like I literally I cannot imagine myself in LA anymore I need to go somewhere whether it's moving back home to Canada whether it's moving outside of LA like maybe Orange County or maybe it's doing something literally fucking psychotic like moving to Paris which is a place that I don't even know French like I barely know it <laughs> I can kind of understand it a little bit I've been taking French lessons for the past like couple of months um but I don't fucking know the language. All I know is that every time I visit, I just feel drawn to this country. I can't even explain to you. Like, I'm just drawn to France. I'm just drawn to, you know, the little cafes. And I'm just drawn to the lifestyle. And I'm drawn to, you know, movies that are based in Paris. And I've always, oh my God, I've always been so obsessed with like the Gossip Girl episodes in Paris. And even the Sex and the City episodes in Paris. Even, I don't even care how cheesy it is. I fucking love Emily in Paris, bitch. Like, I know everyone's like, oh, it's so cheesy. Oh, it's so cheesy it's so cheesy but it, it's so cute I don't know what it is it just makes my heart feel like warm and cozy I don't know I've always been so drawn to Paris and ever since I was younger I it, it's the same I've always been so drawn to Paris I think I saw something on TikTok and it said that apparently you have your um your astrological signs which tells you you know your personality and stuff and then it also tells you the cities that you're drawn to I feel like Ever since I was younger, I can't even explain it. I've always been drawn to Paris. I've always been drawn to the city. I would talk to my family about it and I'd be like, you know, wanting to go and visit Paris, but obviously we couldn't afford it. And my one cousin went to go visit because I think she just finished university. She was taking a year off to travel and she went to go visit Paris. And I was like, oh my God, you have to bring me something back. Like, please, please, please bring me something back. She comes back and she gets me a beret. And I literally saw the beret. It was in um, beside the Eiffel Tower. It was sold for one euro. It's literally one dollar. She brought it back for me and I wore that shit every fucking day. I like loved it so much. If you watch my first ever YouTube video, I'm literally wearing that fucking beret because I loved it so much. I would wear it every day. I would wear it to school, you guys. That's how fucking weird I was. I was such a nerd. I would wear it to school and I was just so obsessed with the city. Even when, in French class, I would always be paying attention. And one thing that I do regret though is I think at grade 10, you can stop doing French class or you can continue. I stopped. What the fuck is wrong with me? I think I just lost my inner child when I was in high school. All the trauma. 
<laughs> but I don't know. Something about Paris I've always been drawn to. And I was like, you know what? I'm 25 years old. I'm able to film videos and work remotely. And I'm not married. I have no kids. This is the one time in my whole life that I could probably make this decision and have no responsibilities. The only responsibility I have is like blue. And I was able to figure it out. But that's the whole other thing. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Literally, fuck it. I feel like we always put make these things so much bigger in our heads and we're like, oh, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to move to Paris. I don't deserve to live out my childhood fantasies. I don't deserve to do this. But you do. And I really put in the research and I was like, I know that this is crazy. All my friends are going to think that I'm crazy. My mom and my dad are going to think that I'm crazy. But I'm just going to do it because nothing fucking matters at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I think... If I was 80 years old, I would regret not traveling as much because I felt like I had to stay in one place or I had to keep my stuff in one place or I felt like I had to be stagnant in one place or I don't know what it is. Sometimes I just feel like it's the safe option and thinking about, I don't know, when I put things into perspective, I always think of myself when I'm 80 years old. I'm like, looking back at my life, what would I have wanted to do? And I think that would be to live in Paris and travel because I've never traveled all throughout Europe. That's what my brother's doing right now. He's so, it's so crazy because I decided to do this the same time that my brother did. He's not living in Paris, but he is traveling all of Europe with his guy friends. And they're literally so on a budget. They're, they're traveling all throughout Europe, doing all of these countries in under $2,000. They're staying at hostels. And I'm like, oh my God. And I'm watching its Instagram stories. They look like so much fun. And I'm like, this is what, Life is for, life is for doing things that are scary and life is for doing things that, you know, maybe people will judge you for. And just being your true authentic self because I honestly really, you know, through all the stress and I'm going to get into it, through all the stress of moving and putting, you know, the moving trucks, putting things into storage, um, you know, my tire fucking popping, you know, figuring out blues paperwork that took months to get, um, figuring out the, or how to fly and like being declined by an airline because of blue and then last minute trying to get a fucking flight. And it's just this whole thing. So many things, everything honestly went wrong on the way here. But now finally sitting in my bed, looking at my luggages, looking at blue, looking outside of my window and filming this podcast. I think I'm just so happy and I'm so happy that I did it. And it was really scary. And there were moments where I was like, fuck, am I making the right decision? Like, fuck, like, am I doing something really stupid? Like, am I wasting a lot of money? Am I, you know, gonna ruin my friendships? Am I gonna ruin my relationships? Like, fuck, this is like a lot. Like, moving is a lot. I think just being here right now and filming this podcast right now i'm so happy that i did it and i'm so happy that i pushed myself and i'm so happy that i really listened to my inner child and i listened to my gut because there were so many moments (laughs) there were so many moments where i was like fuck like fuck this fuck moving like fuck all this stress like it would have been so much easier to just stay home like fuck all of this And I'm so happy that I did, but yeah.
sorry. I didn't mean to cry. But if this if this is not your sign to do the thing that you've always wanted to do, girl, it fucking is. But I feel like there's no growth in in comfort, and it was very uncomfortable. Um leaving a place that I spent basically almost all of my adulthood like I moved to LA I want to say when I was like 20 or 21 almost all of my adulthood I'm 25 now I've spent in LA and it was such a comfortable place for me because my friends were there you know my manager is there um, my boyfriend is there now and I just I knew the area I know the highways like I I don't know. I knew my favorite coffee spot. I knew my perfect Pilates studio. I speak the language English. <laughs> Even though I wish I actually do need to learn Spanish because half of the people in LA speak Spanish. But maybe next year. But I don't know. I think it's just a really crazy full circle moment thinking of all of the things that I had to go through to move to being here right now just being very grateful that i did it but let's get into the actual move because it was such a fucking turn of events (laughs) like i think everything started spiraling we had everything planned out everything was planned out to a t because you guys know i'm crazy you see my notes app i'm crazy and i like to plan everything out to a t everything was planned out i we had the movers scheduled um we had blues paperwork scheduled and we had the plane scheduled and all of this was scheduled before i went to bora bora i don't know why i decided to go to bora bora days i think it was like two days before i decided to move i'm really silly for that very silly goofy for that (laughs) so my assistant came over to la to watch over blue while i go to bora bora Everything was scheduled and everything was good to go. So I'm like, okay, everything is good to go. I'm going to let go because I was really stressed out about Blue's paperwork, but I'm going to let go because there's nothing that I could do now. The paperwork is sent out. If anything happens, it's meant to be. So I go off, off to Bora Bora. I have the best time ever. You guys saw, I posted the vlog. I had the best time ever. And then we come back. I didn't realize, I thought I was going to come back on Monday morning, but because of the time difference, I came back Tuesday morning. So we come back Tuesday morning and that is the one day that I'm really able to like sleep and unwind and like pack all of the shit that I want to pack for Paris. And me and my assistant stay up till like, I don't even know, like one or two in the morning, packing all of my shit that I want to pack for Paris because the very next day at nine in the morning, the movers are coming on Wednesday. (laughs) So the movers come on Wednesday. Everything is also going very smoothly. I'm pretty much packed, almost everything. And I'm like, you know what, Adeline? You're overthinking it. You use 20% of your clothes 80% of the time. What are the clothes that you genuinely wear 80% of the time? That's the 20% of your clothes because... I have a lot of clothes (laughs) and I have a hoarding addiction. So I put all my favorite bags, all my favorite clothes, all my favorite shoes, my toiletries, blue shit, everything in the suitcases. And we're pretty much all ready. The movers come and I'm like, oh my God, these people are so nice. They're able to pack up everything. By the way, shout out to Roadway Movers. They're literally the best. We didn't pack anything. They packed everything for us and put everything in storage. They're the best. Um, but I was like, oh my God, I love them so much. Let's get them lunch. Like, let's treat them because, you know, they, they were in the morning, they were like, oh, Adeline, do you want a coffee? We're going to go for a coffee run. And I was like, oh my God, no, thank you so much. But it's really nice that you offered. So I offered them lunch. So I want to go to 
Costco because they were like, oh, get us anything like pizza. So I was like, okay, pizza. I am on my way to Costco. Caroline Blue and Andre are in the car and I get a notification saying that my tire is dangerously low and I have to pull off to the side of the road. So I pull off to the side of the road and lo and behold, I have a fucking flat tire and I'm so fucking stupid because I think that I know what did it. I hit the curb. But hey, okay, I hit the curb every fucking day out of my apartment. Of course, the one day that we're moving out of the apartment is the day that it fucking popped. But okay, anyways, rolling with the punches. I'm like, fuck. So I called triple A. We walk to um, Costco. We get the pizza. And then Andre, Caroline, and Blue call an Uber back to the apartment to give the guys the pizza. Um, so I call AAA. They pick me up. I go to a tire specialist and they switch up my tires, which my boyfriend told me that apparently they charge me for a new tire and it's a used tire. So they charge me $400 for a new tire, but it's actually a used one because it doesn't have like the little nipples that the new tires have. I don't fucking know. I literally don't fucking care. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about fucking cars. So that aside, I was able to fix that. Um, I had to open up the storage unit and turns out that they closed the storage unit 20 minutes early today. So we weren't able to drop off all the stuff today. We had to do it the next day. And I was like, oh my God, you guys, I'm so sorry. Like, blah, blah, blah. I made sure to tip them really good because I felt so bad. Everything was going wrong that day. I, the next day they were able to drop off all the stuff in the storage unit, which was perfect. And the next day was actually the day that we were leaving. It was Thursday and I had so much anxiety. I uh, like I don't remember having this much anxiety since high school. Like I I feel like I had bad anxiety when I was in high school. It was like me just living in a toxic household, like an alcoholic parent, like parents are always fighting. Um like not feeling at home. Like there were nights where I couldn't sleep at home and I had to sleep in my friend's house because the fighting was so bad. That's when I feel like my anxiety was the worst. And anxiety is so weird because it's the type of thing that you just can't control. Because I would tell myself, I'm like, Adeline, you're being so illogical right now. Like everything is fine. All blues, we got blues paperwork. It, we got her paperwork the day before our flight, the fucking day before our flight. So I was like, we have all the blues paperwork. Blue is on the flight. Everything is fine. But in the back of my mind, I'm always like, oh my God, they're not going to let Blue on. Like on the fine print of their website, it says no stub nose dogs. But they say that on Air Canada and like Air Canada always lets me fly with Blue. And they also say that with Air France. But I just saw a TikTok of a girl flying with her Frenchie with Air France. So I think that it's fine because they say it on every website. I think that they just say that, but they don't actually mean it because I've flown Blue so many times that it's like, I think that is fine. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, you're not going to be able to fly. You're not going to be able to fly. You're not going to be able to fly. And I'm like, Adeline, shut the fuck up. Like the, the little voice inside my head, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like you're fine. Like, and at the end of the day, if they can't fly with blue, there's nothing that you could do about it unless you like find other alternatives, plan B, plan C, which I had ideas in my head. So I was like, Adeline, you're fine. Like stop having anxiety. Like the whole day, I just like, felt like I was going to throw up and I also didn't have an appetite. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. It was, I don't know. I just don't remember my anxiety being that bad ever. And like, since I was in high school and I think 
I just had a lot of anxiety because I was like, this is the big move. Like I've been telling people about this. I'm telling people that I'm going to Paris. I'm telling you guys that I'm going to Paris. Like, and I'm just going to be a failure if I can't get blue over. Like, what am I going to do with blue? Am I going to have someone watch blue in LA while I go to Paris? Like, I feel so bad. She has separation anxiety. Like I hate leaving her. And then I was thinking, oh, maybe I could, cause this is crazy. This is a crazy idea, but I saw it on TikTok. Some people will rent out private jets with other dog owners and split the cost. But I was like, oh my fucking God, it's literally $7,000. Like that is so expensive. I can't justify it. Like, I don't know what to do. So I had these like kind of in the back of my mind and kind of in the back of my head. But I was like, if they don't let me on this French B flight, I'm literally going to have a fucking anxiety attack. <laughs> so the whole day goes by. Our flight isn't until 7 p.m., but I wanted to go super early because they were like, oh, you should go 30 minutes before recommended check-in time, which is recommended check-in time was three hours before. And so we went uh, three and a half hours before our flight. Oh. <sighs> So the whole day, I'm just like, I give my apartment keys to my old apartment complex in LA. And I said that I had the best time and I loved that apartment, which honestly, I really do. That apartment was the best and I love them so much. And everyone there is so nice. Um, I give them the keys. I bought my book because I wanted a book to read on the plane because they never have like horny books at airports. <laughs> And I love, I don't know, I recently have been getting into more like horny books. I normally I read nonfiction, like self-help books, which are always at the airport, but they never have the horny books at the airport. So I was like, okay, let me go to Barnes and Nobles really quick and get a book. I get a book and we get to the airport. We're three and a half hours early and I go to the check-in. Literally, they weigh my carry-on. They say it's fine. And then they want to weigh blue and they look at me straight in the eye and they're like, hi, your dog is a snub-nosed face dog. It's a French bulldog. It's not allowed on our flight. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I've been planning this for months. Like, is there any way that you can make an exception? Like, I don't know. It's like, I honestly, I don't even know if I said this. I literally was just speechless because I was like, this is my biggest fear. And of course, it's fucking happening. This is like the thing that I've ha I was having anxiety over. And I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. Like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, my whole trip is ruined. And I, I think I just started spiraling. And then I... They basically like, I don't know, French B is basically like a budget airline. So they're kind of like the spirit airlines of France. Like they're not very nice. <laughs> so they basically were like, yeah, your dog is not going to go on this flight. There's no if, ands or buts. And honestly, this is the end of the conversation. Bye. Like that's literally what they said. They're like, we cannot help you. This is the end of our conversation. And they, I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, is there anything else? Like, and they were like, no, this is the end of the conversation. You could go over there and figure it out. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> they were so rude every single employee was so rude and i was like oh my god this is literally my biggest fear and this is happening right now um so i kind of pull off to the side it's me and my assistant in blue and i'm like oh my god i don't know what i want to do like we're kind of thinking of things that we want to do and i'm like okay i saw this one tiktok which honestly shout out to that girl on tiktok like i fucking love her i don't know her username but i fucking love you bitch um i saw her tiktok of her flying air france from i think it was los angeles no it was New York to Paris. So I was like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Air France. I'm going to ask to buy a ticket with me in blue and let's just pray for the best. This is plan B. Let's see if this works. So I go to the Air France desk and they are, first of all, they're so nice. 
French B was so rude. The second that I got into the line and they were kind of looking at me and they were looking at Blue and looking at the dog and being like, eh. like I could kind of tell that they were talking about us. Once we got to Air France, literally one of the ladies goes, oh my God, you have the cutest little puppy. Like, you, look at my angel. Like she was obsessed with Blue and they were like, oh my God, like how can we help you? Your dog is so cute. And I honestly, I felt like this whole, like, I don't know. I felt like the mood shifted. I, I went from being like, fuck this, fuck this move. Why did I even decide to do this? Like, fuck this. I'm going to cancel the whole trip to, okay, okay. She thinks my dog is cute. Maybe we can, maybe we can figure this out. So I asked them, I'm like, hey, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't have a plane ticket. Can I buy a ticket here to go from Los Angeles to Paris? Because I know that there's a flight, right? Um, in like two hours. So they were able to book my flight. They looked at Blue's papers. They were able to book my flight and... By the time they got my paperwork, they looked at my passport, uh, we checked in my bags, I paid for everything. It was like one hour before boarding time. And I was like, oh my God, like I, I wasn't even thinking. Like I was just like, I'm so glad that we have this fucking flight. Like, holy shit, I'm so happy. Oh, <sighs> Me and my assistant Caroline, she went on the original flight with French B because the tickets were so expensive last minute that I was like, is it okay if you go on French B because we already have your ticket and then I am just going to buy with me in blue? She's like, yes, of course, it's fine. Like, I wouldn't expect you to spend like thousands of dollars so that we're on the same flight. So, and she's flown by herself before this. So I think, it was, you know, it was fine. So we check in, we're going through security and I literally have minutes before I'm supposed to board. And in my head, I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. I got this one nice employee that was able to get me into the flight with blue. Like, I don't want to fuck this up. I don't want to have to go the next day because I missed my flight. So I quickly, I literally run to get Panda Express because I'm really fucking hungry. I haven't eaten all day. And like, finally, my anxiety washed away because we were able to get in our flight and I finally have an appetite. So I get my, um, (laughs) my panda express i bring it with me i bring blue to the go pee because it's a 10-hour flight and there's a little potty station i take her to go pee and we literally run to the gate and of course of fucking course the gate is the farthest fucking gate at lax like it it literally i think it was like a 10 minute walk or 15 minute walk i was sweating not only did i have blue as her fucking heavy ass fucking 20 pound blue ass (laughs) I'm kidding. I love her. I love every inch of you, Blue. I love you. Not only was I carrying Blue, I was carrying my heavy ass luggage. It had all of this podcast equipment. It was so fucking heavy. It had all of Blue's shit. And I was just lugging like hundreds of pounds worth of shit in my fucking suitcase and fucking Blue. And I was just like running through the fucking gate. Finally, we made it. I was one of the last people to board the flight. Um, I'm just so grateful that I wasn't in the middle seat. Thankfully, I was on the aisle. Oh, oh my God. I sit down. I'm literally sweating buckets. I'm sweating buckets. I'm wearing this. I'm pretty sure I was wearing, what was I wearing? I was wearing this like tracksuit set. Oh, it was a nude white box tracksuit set. And I was sweating buckets. I was wearing no t-shirt under. So I was literally just rolling up the sleeves and like going like this, like airing myself out. And I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry. I ran here. The guy was at me was so nice. I think he was Canadian, but I didn't I didn't ask because I didn't want to make small talk because I just wanted to pass out. Um <laughs> I get to the aisle and I I chuck blue under the seat and it's literally I knock out and the flight passes by so quick. And I think I also just get anxious flying with blue because I've had instances with 
Air Canada. And as much as I love Air Canada, there was this one time that a flight attendant, I don't know what it was, but she was, she just had this vendetta against me in blue. And the entire flight, she was like, you know, your dog is supposed to be able to stand up and turn around in the carrier. And I'm like, she is able to. She's able to stand up and turn around in the carrier. That's why they let me in the, the check-in. And she was like, no, like the only dogs that really should be able to fly are chihuahuas. Like it is so cruel that people fly with their dogs and cats in general. And I was like, well, I'm so sorry that that is your opinion, but I followed all the rules and the flight and the check-in people said that it was fine. So I don't know what you want me to do. And the entire five-hour flight, I think it was from Toronto to LA, she was just like going by me being like, you are so cruel for bringing your dog on this flight. Like, I cannot believe people bring their dogs on flights. I cannot believe that people bring their cats on flights, like blah, blah, blah. And the entire time I'm like, okay, but I understand, but this is your opinion. (laughs) Like, it's not the rules. It's your opinion that you don't want to bring dogs like if you have a dog you don't have to bring your own dog but i travel from la to toronto like this is the places that i live and i follow all the rules my dog is completely fine fine flying like she has no anxiety it's like driving in a car the vibrations of the car makes her fall asleep the vibrations of the airplane makes her fall asleep i don't even give her cbd like she's completely fine on flights she doesn't bark she doesn't do anything she just falls asleep and she's literally the best dog in the whole world to travel with but I don't know. After that incident, it was I've always had anxiety traveling with Blue because I'm like, oh, my God, like, like, what if I get a mean flight attendant that's having a bad day? And she's like, sing. and keep in mind, she's saying this in front of everyone that's sitting around me. And I think there was a point where like people that were sitting around me were like, OK, lady, like we get it. Like she's fine. Like and, and all the people around me were like, your dog is so well behaved. Like, I can't believe how well she is on flights. Like, she just sleeps the whole time. Like, she's better than a baby. And you could tell the flight attendant was getting pissed at all those comments. She was like, it is so, it is so, I don't know, whatever. But that happened, I think, like a year or two ago. And ever since then, I've always had anxiety traveling with Blue. And I even told Air Canada and I was like, I even got her name. I forget what it was. I think I wrote it down. It was like Sharon or something. I don't fucking know. But I told them and they gave me like a $100 gift card to Air Canada. And I was like, okay, but that literally traumatized me. And I'm literally traumatized to travel with my dog again, even though I'm following all the rules. Um, But yeah, I don't know. The whole time I was checking on blue she was fine she was sleeping in the carrier if there's one thing that blue could do all day it's sleep so she slept the entire time i was really happy about it because we've only really the longest flight that me and blue have ever been on is toronto to la and she's always good but this one was paris to or los angeles to paris and this one was 10 hours it was nine or 10 hours so it was like three hours more than what we're used to so i was a little bit nervous that she might get a little angsty or like want to move or like want to pee or anything but the entire time i couldn't ask for a better dog like she literally slept the whole time i thought about giving her some cbd before the flight but i was like you know what it's fine. Like, I think that she's fine. She's always fine on flights. I don't need to give her anything. And I, I was right. Like, she was fine the entire flight. And I was like, Whew, oh, my God, I literally have the best dog ever. And everyone around me was literally saying that they're like, oh, my God, you have the most calm dog ever. Like, she's so amazing. Like, she's so well behaved. And like, people were petting her. <laughs> like, It's kind of my pet peeve when people like, 
pet your dog without asking you first because I don't know sometimes like I feel like when too many people are around her she gets a little bit like she might bark at you blue will never bite but she might bark at you if there's like a lot of people reaching at her which I get it like a lot of people reaching at you and you're like in this little like you know um but a lot of people were petting her I think she was just tired so she didn't even bother barking she was just like hmm. <laughs> from sleeping for the past 10 hours but we finally get to the apartment i uber from the airport which by the way i'm pretty sure i saw malika from keeping up with the kardashians on my flight and i'm pretty sure she passed by me being like because she had her son she's like look at this doggy and i'm like hi i watch you in the kardashians <laughs> i didn't say that but i was thinking that in my head but i call my uber that was my first interaction in paris i call my uber from paris to my apartment and i'm like oh, we finally made it i'm so excited to shower like fuck this is gonna be the best i like all of this anxiety and i can finally fucking shower and take a fucking nap so i get to the apartment i'm going to get my key and lo and behold my key is not there i call my landlord and i'm basically like hey like I don't see my key and she's like what that's impossible like your key should be there and I'm like no nah, well it's not and I'm here <laughs> so she like calls people and it turns out that one of the other residents in this building had my key I don't know how but apparently they did and she was like I'm so sorry like you're gonna have to wait till they get home from school and I'm like what the fuck at this point it was already 3 p.m so I'm like oh maybe they're gonna be sco done school now or sometime soon so i bring my stuff up to the apartment and i'm like hey like any update she's like hey sorry they're still at school i'm like okay it's been like an hour at this point so i just head over to the bar like one of the closest bars and i get an aperol spritz i'm like you know what after all this fucking anxiety i deserve a fucking drink so i get an aperol spritz with blue and i love paris so much it was like one of my first encounters in paris i tried speaking to them i was like in a table for one and she speaks to me in english and i'm like is my french really that bad and i was like please should come on day an aperol spritz and she's like an aperol spritz yeah i could get that for you and i'm like fuck like is my is my french really that fucking bad but i tried at least i tried i tried speaking in french people were responding to me and they were like don't worry adeline like my first language is french and they literally speak to me in english like they just do that to everyone so that made me feel a little bit better about myself but at this point Caroline lands because she left an hour after me she lands and comes to the apartment and I'm like yep I still don't have my key she's like what and um at this point I've been waiting at the bar for two hours I've been waiting for the key for three hours at this point and then finally I get a text from my landlord being like hey the key is where it should be like go and pick it up and I'm like oh finally fuck so we're able to open the door which I didn't realize I'm supposed to be on a certain floor, but they basically, they said that you're on this floor, but I consider floor number one as the ground floor, but they don't consider that the ground floor in Europe. Like the ground floor is floor zero and then there's level one and level two and level three. So I go up to uh, my level that I thought I was and I put in the key and this guy basically answers being like, hey, 
can I help you? And I was like, oh my God, this is not my apartment. I'm so sorry. Like, I thought that this was my apartment. This is my key. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm so sorry. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. And I was like, oh my God. He's like, it's probably the one up. Cause he, I told him the floor and he's like, oh, it's the one upstairs. And I'm like, oh my God, it's fuck. Sorry. So I literally had the most embarrassing encounter with the fucking neighbor downstairs. Um, I go up to the other floor and we're able to get in. It was like a breath of fresh air. I saw my bed. I literally, I ju- you know, when you go into a hotel room, the first thing you want to do is jump on the bed. I jump on the bed. I'm like, oh my God, I could take a nap. Oh my God, the shower. I'm so excited. All of this God awful travel, all of this anxiety. And I finally made it here. And that was basically my story about how I ended up moving here. <laughs> and all of the things that could possibly went wrong, went wrong. And there were so many moments where I was like, fuck this fuck moving. I would have been so much less stressed if I would have just stayed home. I should have just, you know, played it safe. I I shouldn't have done this. Like I knew that this idea was crazy. Everyone was telling me that I was crazy. And there were so many times where I almost gave up, especially when French B declined my flight. I was like, fuck this, fuck this, fuck this. But I'm so, 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 so the moment that I stepped foot into my apartment, I was like, this was meant to be all of the trials and tribulations, all of the things that went wrong, all of the fucked up shit. This was all meant to be in. This is my journey. And uh, although it wasn't a smooth journey, it was my journey. And I'm here now and I'm so happy. And I think that it just makes me really appreciate, you know, being here more. All of the shit that I had to go through. <laughs> um, But yeah, moving was really stressful. And I had so many emotions moving. I feel like I was very attached to certain like things like my apartment and physical items and, you know, my clothes and and my furniture and my perfect, you know, balcony and the view and Blue's perfect dog park that she loves so much and all of the neighbors that I have grown to love and all of these things. It's really, really, really hard for me to let that go because I was really in my head being like, this is the last time that I'm going to be in this apartment. I remember being on the balcony being like, this is the last time I'm ever going to look out this fucking balcony. Uh, out of the two or three years that I've lived at this apartment, this is the last time. And I really just like sat there and I breathed and I took it in and I was like, you know what? This was such an amazing chapter and a chapter that I'm so fortunate to have living on the beach in Los Angeles and looking out at the boats and Marina Del Rey. And I remember just being like, this was such a beautiful chapter, but I know in my gut and I know in my heart that this chapter needs to come to an end. And as much as it's beautiful and I had so many amazing memories there with all of my roommates like Meg and um, my who else? Meg, Brianna, my brother, Nikki, Andre, like all of the roommates that live there. <laughs> Even just like living with Chloe in our other apartment in LA. I was just really looking at the balcony and like all of these memories were just rushing through my head and I felt so sentimental about it. And I was like, you know what? This is, it, it's such a beautiful apartment and we had made so many beautiful memories. But if you really do love something, a lot of the times you just have to let it go. And I feel like I was holding on to that apartment for so long because I was like, you know, I I made so many amazing memories here. I've grown so much here. I got my first ever working visa there. And I 
of course got my working visa again i had a three-year one and i lived at that apartment for three years and then i renewed it and it finally got approved and people were like adeline of course you get your working visa in the u.s and then you move to paris i'm like i know <laughs> but i have it for three years so at least that's good but yeah it was a very sentimental moment and i remember just feeling really sad and feeling like i'm letting go of something that i cared about really dearly but i'll always have those memories and i'll always have those photos and i'll always have those videos and although i don't have that apartment anymore and i don't have you know i'm not roommates with my best friends anymore right now it was a really great memory and i'm i knew that it was time for me to move on and you know do something new with my life and I'm really glad that I listened to that but yeah <laughs> that was a very long update of how the move was I think it would be awesome to just end the, the episode with just what would Rihanna do questions what would Rihanna do kind of I don't know I'm not really giving advice I'm just asking questions that people have been asking <laughs> so I asked you guys some questions on Instagram and um, I'm just going to keep it anonymous because, you know, whatever. Question number one. Someone asked, do you still have your house in Canada? Yes, I still have my house in Canada and I love my house in Canada. And I the reason why I keep it because, you know, some people, especially like my financial advisor, they're like, you know, is it really the best investment for you? Because you're not even living there right now and you're paying this mortgage and, you know, you're not really making money off of this property. I was like, you know what? I know I'm, it's not like really a, a smart financial decision to keep a property that I'm not even living in, but my family is living there. Like my, I'm taking care of my dad and my sister. She's so smart and amazing. She just got a, a job in the city in Toronto and my house is pretty close to the city. So she's living in there and I just want to help my family in any way that I can. So I was like, I know it's not the best and it's not the smartest financial decision to keep my house, but I really want to keep it for my family and I really want to be able to take care of my family because, you know, I they're my family and everyone wants to take care of their family. Everyone wants to, you know, eventually buy a house for their mom or treat their mom or treat their family. So I was like, you know, I know it's not the best financial decision, but I am going to keep my house and I, I have my house still um, if I ever want to go back. But yeah, I still have it, <laughs> but the LA apartment is gone. Someone said, did you move permanently to Paris or just for the summer? So I've kind of explained this a little bit in the vlogs, but I haven't really gotten depth with it. As a Canadian, you're allowed to visit Europe for a total of three months out of the year. So for now, I'm able to visit Paris for three months. And so it was basically the whole summer. And I'm applying for my French visa when I have when I go to Canada. But if I don't get my visa, I obviously can't stay here. <laughs> um, but if I get it, I'd love to extend. But we'll see. It's all I feel like my life is just people are like, what are you doing after Paris? And I'm like, I'm literally just winging it through life. I don't know what's going on. I don't have a plan. I don't have a place that I'm going to after. But I'm just really fucking winging it. And I'm really happy that I did. Um, someone said, how can I move abroad? You should really look into it. If you're Canadian, I think that they have some sort of exchange program. I have to find it. But I think it's called the International Experience Canada you must be Canadian or foreign youth age 18 to 35. For some countries, the age limit is 18 to 29 or 18 to 30 years old. 
you can find out if you're eligible but yeah it's basically called the international experience canada if you're if you wanted to know <laughs> so i will be applying for my french visa but who knows we don't know nobody knows <laughs> only god knows uh, so instead you're living your emily in paris fantasy i know i feel like i really am when i was just you know in high school with literally my worst anxiety you guys know and i couldn't live at home and i would literally just make this whole world up in my head of just being in gossip girl or being in sex in the city or being in keeping up with the kardashians or you know these emily in paris type shows and like imagining myself in this like beautiful apartment in paris because i don't know why I've, I've been drawn to new york because obviously like sex in the city and like gossip girl i love those shows but something about paris Paris has always, always been my number one place that I've always wanted to live. I've always fantasized about it. And I can't believe this is true. And then even when Emily in Paris came out, I was like, oh, my God, like this is literally my childhood self has always wanted this. And I don't know. I think that it's just so funny that I was able to manifest it into reality. I don't know. My childhood dreams. Someone said, what about your guy? Does he visit? <laughs> so I feel like I kind of... So my last episode literally was a private but not a secret. And people were like, oh my God, you're posting your man? What? And I'm like, girl, that's the point of private but not a secret, bitch. Posting your man but not tagging your man or showing his face, okay? So <laughs> it's still private but not a secret. Um, but yeah, we're still together. We're doing long distance for now. Um, he's definitely going to be visiting me in, a, in Paris. I almost said LA. He's definitely going to be visiting me in Paris and I'm so excited because I don't know if you guys have put two and two together but the guy that I went to Bora Bora with is the same guy that I went to Italy with so I don't know do with that information what you will but we you know we've been dating for a little bit um but yeah that's my boyfriend and he's gonna be visiting me I'm really excited because we we're so in love with Italy. We want to go back to Italy because we haven't done uh, Venice and we haven't done Naples. So I really, really, really want to go back. And I feel like we didn't have enough time at Amalfi Coast. Amalfi Coast was so beautiful. But one thing that I did learn is never take the cars or an Uber or a taxi down to Amalfi Coast because you will throw up. The roads are so windy and so twisty turny. Like, fuck that shit. It's better to take the boat or a ferry. Okay. I've learned that. <laughs> I've learned that because I literally almost threw up in the car on the way to Amalfi Coast. It was awful. Oh, someone said, do you speak French? Because it's my first language. Bienvenue à Paris, Adeline. Oui, je parle un peu de français. Um, I'm still learning. I can pick up on conversations and I've been eavesdropping a little bit on conversations and I'm like, oh, I, I can hear the tea. Because um, everyone in Paris, girl, everyone's spilling the tea constantly. I swear to God. In all the cafes, someone's either spilling the tea on the phone, someone's spilling the tea to their friend. Like, the tea is piping hot over here. But... Je suis pas un peu de français, but I'm still learning. That's why I wanted to move here to really indulge myself in the language and to really learn. And some things that I've been doing are watching uh, French shows. I feel like that's been helping a lot. Even listening to French music, even though I don't really fully understand it, I feel like having it in the back of my, you know, of listening to it in the back of my head. And I feel like it, it helps me. Uh, even just being here and listening to people, I think that it really does help. <laughs> This is a funny question. I'm going to answer it. When was the last time you had sex? Girl, last week. But I'm not going to have it for a long time. So 
it was actually so funny. I have to tell you this story. <laughs> when we were packing with the movers, so I packed everything. And then the one thing that I didn't remember, my fucking vibrator. And I remember, I vividly remember being like, fuck, 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 fuck. I need that shit because first of all, vibrators are expensive. I love the womanizer one and she's like $200. And I'm like, I already have mine. Like, I'm going to be so upset if they packed it up already. I have to buy a brand new one in France. And like some places they don't even allow vibrators. Like I remember Chloe told me in Bali, if you order a vibrator, they won't deliver it to you because it's banned in Bali. And I'm like, fuck, I need my vibrator. Like I'm not going to have sex for a long time. Like fuck, 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 fuck. So I remember they were packing up my room already when I thought of this. And I was like, oh my God, I need to pack my vibrator. So I go in there and they're, they're kind of like packing around it. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to make a scene. So I leave. And then I wait for them to like all leave my room because I don't want them to see me fucking take my vibrator and put it in my suitcase because it's a bunch of dudes. So I go in when they all leave and I get my vibrator and fucking Andre, I can literally kill this guy. Fucking Andre goes, not the pussy liquor. I'm like, Andre, shut the fuck up. He says so loud in front of everybody. And then everybody started giggling. And the guy goes, oh, that is normal. Like, it is okay. Everybody has. And I was like, oh my fucking God, Andre, I can literally kill you right now. Oh my God. I almost got a, a clean way to get it into my suitcase. But of course, Andre. <laughs> but it was funny. We all we all laughed about it. Um, I put it in my suitcase. I put it in a little Ziploc baggie so it doesn't touch anything. But whew, I'm so glad that I, I got my fucking vibrator. Well, I think that concludes the end of this Girl Talk podcast. I know it was just like a very super long story time basically but i hope that you guys enjoyed it let me know if you like i i feel like you guys have been telling me you're like adeline i like the more unfiltered podcasts where you don't have a script you're just like you know saying random shit so here it is i don't know if this podcast was a mess let me know what you guys want in the comments below and i've been asking you guys on my spam account what kind of podcast you guys want to listen to so yeah i love you guys and i hope that you guys enjoyed today's podcast um make sure to give it a like if you're watching it on youtube comment what you want to see next and if you're listening on spotify or apple music make sure to rate it five stars it helps me out so much but i love you guys and i'll see you guys in my next podcast every wednesday um only on girl talk but yeah love you guys <laughs> bye did you like that episode? I really hope that you did. Um, if you haven't already, then make sure to watch last week's episode or the week after. Just click on the links, whatever it is. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoyed. Also, be sure to subscribe because it helps me a lot. Um, but I love you and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye. When you visit Arizona, Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.